Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez, and joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Tabitha with Get Cayenne Fit. What is going on, Tabitha? Happy Thursday. How are you feeling today? Pretty good. Pretty good. How about you? Always good. Always good. Excited to have you on. And, you know, we're ready to definitely dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on with Get Cayenne Fit here. But, you know, first, we want to give the viewers a little perspective. We'll take a step back, give you the floor here. And in your words, Tabitha, how would you describe Get Cayenne Fit and what you guys do? So we um, we bought a, a CrossFit gym earlier this year. And um, we're trying to not change too much. You know, um, our members pretty much like the classes like they are. Um, we follow a, we still follow a CrossFit programming. So we follow Misfits. Um, so, you know, all of our members pretty much like that and stuff. Um, so we basically follow a CrossFit programming. So that's kind of what we do. We do have a boot camp side that's uh, less barbell, more dumbbell, cardio, things like that and stuff. But the bulk of our business is, CrossFit members and stuff like that. Um, gotcha. So we we in South Louisiana. Um, it's pretty hot here, you know. Uh, we in a typical CrossFit gym. There ain't no air conditioning. Um, <laughs> we just come in here and sweat it out. That's um, it. And yeah, I mean, it's a small little town, and we just trying to make it day to day, you know. Yeah, I love that. I love that type. That's awesome. <laughs> and I think. Uh, I love the nitty gritty there. I love getting down in it. So that's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. And so I appreciate the explanation there. Let's kind of just get started with like the bare bones basics. Um, Tabitha, how many members are you serving currently? So right now we typically keep about 60. Um, okay. We lose a few and then gain some. So, you know, it, it yeah. pretty much stays at, a, at averages around 60. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so for you, Tabitha, I mean, what's been the best method to get new people through the door? Uh, right now, we pretty much do Facebook, uh, social media stuff, Instagram is pretty much where we get most of our members from. Um, we are fortunate enough to be, our building is on the major high, highway here in our town or whatever. So, I mean, we are fortunate enough to be right off the highway and stuff like that, you know. Um, people yeah. always say they see us running down the road and things, you know. <laughs> so, I guess that's always uh, a little bit of a solicitation, but... And we'll, we'll do a few, um, like discounts and things like that throughout the years and stuff like that, um, just to try and get new business and stuff. But for the most part, I think most of it comes from social media. Yeah. I love that. I love that you have the versatility, right? I mean, you have the Mm -hmm. versatility of being a, a, a a billboard to the highway right there. Right. right? And then you also have the social media aspect and obviously again, referrals to, of course, word of mouth is always going to be a factor Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Um, so I, I love the versatility there, Tabitha. And so just curious, I mean, you're at like that 60 mark here, right? And I think uh, for, for every gym, it's different. But for you guys, I mean, what do you feel like if let's say leads, traffic, clients, all these things were unlimited? I mean, how much higher can you go than where you're at now? I mean, as far as space goes, you know, we can go a little bit higher. Um, but I mean, I don't, I don't know. How to answer that? I mean, is there ever really a cap or a limit? You know, that's that's a good that's a good answer. <laughs> yeah, right? Right. There is really the sky is the limit, right? I think yeah. it always is. 
Um, you know, I think there's never a time to stop, right? There's never an appropriate time right. to be like, okay, like right yeah. here, I don't want yeah. any more. You know, um, you can right. always expand. So I, I, there's no wrong answers. Like I said, in the beginning, no wrong answers. <laughs> I think it really comes down to your opinion. So that's awesome. I love the mentality. And, um, you know, but this is always probably the best uh, follow-up question for this is, you know, with the 50, 60, 70 members, right? At that mark, I mean, how do you manage that? How do you track and know where they are, you know, and when they started or how long they've been with you? How do you know those numbers? So we are currently switching. We keep a, we use a programming. Um, we were using another one tribe. We are switching over this month. So I've been kind of like going through that with the switch over and everything, but now we're using RX gym. Um, they are, I mean, I find it's great. They have a good programming where we can keep track of everything. It keeps track of everybody's birthdays. I try to make sure and shout out when it's their birthdays. <laughs> um, you know, as far as our memberships and stuff, um, some of that we lost over the years, you know, cause I mean, this gym has been started since 2013. So we've wow. lost some of that over the years, like the okay. dates and people originated and stuff, but, um, but I mean, yeah, so we use them and I mean, it's great. It, it does the pricing. It does charges the payments. I mean, it does everything for me. So, I mean, now I'm mostly here just about every day. So wow. I know when my members haven't been in for a few days. And then so typically I'll try to make sure and I text and, you know, make sure that everything's at home, okay at home or, going, you know, what's going on and things like that and stuff. So, I mean, we do, um, most of our members that have been here have just been here for a long time. You know, they've not gone anywhere. Um, but we try to just, I mean, it's a family, you know, I mean, you see these people, our typical people who come at certain class times typically go to that class time always. So, I mean, you know, you build a relationship with these people, friendships. And so we all check in on each other and things, you know? Um, and so, but I mean, yeah, we use RX gym and I like it so far. Yeah. I love that. I love that. That's awesome. Right. I think the fact that you're even tracking at all is a great thing. Oh, yeah. right? Cause I think as fitness professionals, right. I mean, we track our macros, our body fat, right. how much weight is on the bar. And then, Sometimes you forget your metrics, but then they, when you do do it, you're right on tack with everything else. So that's awesome, Tabitha. Um, I appreciate you sharing that. And so you're going to ask a little bit of a longer winded question here, but a good question in itself, um, you know, uh, a good self-reflection question. So, but it, we've been discussing this entire podcast and what we use pretty predominantly in the fitness and gym industry are going to be three pillars of business, right? That's going to be your lead generation, which is just your marketing, getting people through the door. Your acquisition, which is getting that person from being an interested client to a paying client. And then you have your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So Tabitha, of those three, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Um, I mean, for the most part, when people start here, they pretty much stay. You can kind of tell the ones they're not because they typically just, they come once a week for one class and then they, you know, you don't see them for another week or two and it's always a reason. There's usually a reason why they don't come, but usually the reasons aren't very strong or whatever, you know? So, I mean, I would say probably just growth, you know, just get, I mean, I feel like CrossFit has always had such a, like, most people are scared. You know, when they hear CrossFit, they're like, mm -mm, not going to fool with it because, you know, they assume they're going to get hurt. I mean, really people mostly get hurt because they, competing with other people secretly, you know, and they try to put yeah. more weight on that bar than they probably should. And then they end up getting hurt, you know, 
but I think a lot of it is getting people through the door. And that's kind of why we, we took the CrossFit name off of our brand because so many people are afraid of CrossFit, you know? And we have a few older people that come and everything. And I mean, they do great. And, you know, they, they know their limits and they stick with it, you know? But um, so, I mean, and, and maybe like trying to get a younger set, a generation, you know, a younger generation. We have a few college students and things like that, but maybe trying to grow in that area. You know, I yeah. mean, a lot of our people that's been here, they've been here for seven years or so. And, you know, they we're all aging. So, you know, <laughs> just maybe trying to get that younger generation in. And I mean, as far as like a like the pricing and things like that. I mean, we don't intend to change our pricing or anything. And we don't really sell merchandise, things like that. You know, every now and then we'll do like t-shirts and stuff, but it's not really something that we focus on. You know, yes. mostly our focus is just working out members and, you know, maintaining memberships and stuff. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I love that. And I think that's so important, right? That you want to tap into an entirely new demographic, right? Which is the benefit mm -hmm. of having that general population is... <clears throat> you can kind of get in, in, in touch with anybody who wants to get into shape. And right. I love that that you took into consideration what your biggest asset and what your biggest takeaway was, was like, you know, being affiliated, was it helping or was it hurting? And being able to take a step away from that is good, right? That you understand that then maybe this will help. And obviously you see it now. So yeah, right. um, awesome Tabitha. And so last two questions for you here, are my two favorite questions, mm -hmm. what's the bigger picture for you long-term? What are you trying to accomplish? I mean, mainly when me and my husband um, bought this gym, it was mostly just to, this was like our second family. And we, we see, we, if you come five days a week, you see these people more than you see aunts, uncles, cousins, sometimes parents, you know? So, I mean, these people were like family. We didn't want to lose these people. Um, we didn't want to see them all scattered out in the wind, you know? And so we, me and my husband bought this. Um, and so, I mean, really, just maintaining and being able to stay open is it makes us happy you know we're happy to see our family every day so i mean of course we would love to grow and to actually like make profits and stuff like that but you know a lot of crossfit gyms and things like that you know unless you got those ones who are like competing in the crossfit games and things like that you know what i mean and they really popular crossfit you don't really see a very big profit in that type of business you know i mean we just so we got it mostly to keep our crossfit family our cayenne family together and we you know so i mean yeah we would love to see growth and, and profit and things like that but that's not our sole purpose you know that wasn't our purpose when we got it at least gotcha yeah no, i love that i love that yeah. and it's, it's a bigger picture i, I really right. do think it's in a broader spectrum you're focusing on on people's growth and that's the biggest yes. thing right and I love that you're not, you haven't lost sight of that. Right? I think a lot of people oh, yeah. do. A lot of people do. Yeah, right. And so one, one last question for you here. Mm -hmm. uh, my favorite question, you know, Tabitha, if you could go back in time, right? I know it's only in April, but if you can go back in time to April when you first started the gym, sit yourself mm -hmm. down with the knowledge you know now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started. What would that advice be for you? Oh, gosh. I don't even know. Um, I mean, to me, it's because it's only been a few months. It still is like the new, you know, I'm still learning every day. Um, you know, I mean, I have, I don't know. I, I have to sit and think on that for a minute because it's kind of like, yeah, I mean, there's just so much, I guess, you know, that. Um, but I mean, just growth and 
I guess like that would probably be the main thing would be growing, you know, just um, being more of a social person because I'm not a social media, you know, yeah, everybody kind of laughs at me because when I post things, they can tell when I post on social media because it's basic happy birthday and that's it. You know, like I'm not one for words, but I have one of my, uh, my little, like, I guess you can call her my manager, but like most of the time I'll just text her a picture and I'm like, here, post this. Yeah. she just makes it sound all pretty you know exactly. so i guess if i could improve in one area for personal like me personally it would be social media and how to talk you know <laughs> but i love it I love other it. than that i guess you know that's just keeping the doors i mean everything's working out right now you know we're keeping the doors yeah. open and our members seem to be happy and you know so i mean maybe if i'd have found uh this rx gym sooner because you know we, we are trying to cut back where we can, you know, cut back on things and stuff like that. So, but I, I mean, that. we happy and content. I, I remember since I was a kid, I always wanted to be able to bring my dog to my job. And so I can, you know, so that's it. Everybody <laughs> loves her. And, oh, you know, man. she just yeah. sits on the sofa right there. And... So ch- I love dogs like yeah. that. Those are the books, literally. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Look, uh, <laughs> I like to have that. It's a good place to wrap things up in this episode. But before we sign out, you know, please shout out your Instagram, Facebook, website, anything you may have. Where can people find out more about you and the gym? Okay. Everything's Get Kai and Fit. So it's Get Kai and Fit on Instagram, uh, at Get Kai and Fit on Facebook. Our emails uh, get Kai and fit at Gmail and website is getkayandfit.com. So there everything's, you, you know, <laughs> get Kai pretty and standard fit. and basic. Yeah. I appreciate it. Like we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Just stick around for two seconds if you can, just so I can let you know how you're going to get the podcast. I'd appreciate it. Okay. Thank awesome. you. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come and join us, talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Roger from Optimum Sports and Fitness out of Chantilly, Virginia. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you, Brooke, for having me. Excited to have you here and to really like learn more about what you have going on within your fitness business. But before we really dive into that, give me a little bit of background here. What was it that made you decide to get involved as a fitness business owner? Like, why did you open up this gym? Well, I mean, this this goes back to many years ago, back in 2020. Um, so pretty much uh, I was a, a inspiring track athlete, um, you know, training for the 2004 Olympics. And, you know, I was a trainer at the time, um, focusing on just developing my, my skills into my uh, strength training. Um, but 
it just seemed like I was I was doing very well at that moment and uh, I had several clients at the time and getting a big reputation moving forward and I just noticed that I was working so hard and you know putting a lot of time and effort for other gyms and I just noticed other uh, other of my um, friends who were trainers at the same time they were feeling the same way um, so years have gone down and you know I left the area and came back um, and there was an opportunity um, that was available for me to kind of, you know, uh, use some space here in the Chantilly area. And I just wanted to maximize that. It was one of those once in a lifetime opportunities. Um, and, you know, I have this building here in Chantilly, Virginia, where we just, we're just marking our, marking our spot here. And um, we have, uh, it, that's just the biggest part. It's, it's in Chantilly and then, it's a, it's a great opportunity for other trainers to come in this in this area. Absolutely. And so this is a story that I've heard before, right? People, you know, begin their journey as a trainer and gain a lot of experience. And then they're like, well, you know, I'm going to go do this on my own and provide a space for other people to have this similar opportunity. Um, and you can kind of finagle it and, yeah. and work it towards like something that you feel really would have worked well for you when you were in that position. Um, so I really like it. Give us kind of your elevator pitch, describe who you are, what services you have to provide, paint the picture of Optimum Sports and uh, Fitness. Yeah, so uh, Optimum Sports and Fitness is a training facility um, in Chantilly, Virginia. We're at 10,000 square feet and it's open to the public and we're a community gym. Um, so what, how, what, brings a lot of attention to our gym is not just our trainers that we have here, but also we have independent trainers that train out of the location as well. So they actually rent space out for me. Um, but with all that being said, we also have a small group training here um, or small groups uh, for beginners, advanced and intermediate uh, clients. Um, we also have the gym is open to the public we also have boxing classes, um, sports-specific training for all athletes of all kind, high school, youth, uh, college, and even some professional athletes come into the facility as well. Um, so that's that's where we're at, and you know, that's our niche right now, amongst many things. <laughs> so a little bit of everything going on here. It sounds like you have like the open gym for people if that's something that they're looking for, but. There is a lot of training going on, whether it be group or one-on-one. -on -one. Um, so if you look at the kind of breakdown here, what percentage of your revenue would you say is coming from um, the personal training side of things? I would say from the personal training side, um, that would probably be maybe about uh, 40%. 40%. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking it was probably relatively high. I mean, in a lot of open gyms like this, um, the, the percentage is a lot lower than that because yeah. they focus so heavily on memberships. Oh, let's get more memberships and more members, more members, which is good, but we should also be focusing on the personal training aspect because the more personal training that we have, obviously the higher the revenue of the business is going to be. And the second thing is the more that our members are going to reach our goal, their goals. Um, personal training provides that chance for our members to get like specific programming that's going to help them achieve their goals. And then when they're seeing goals, they're hooked. They want to continue coming back again and again. So exactly. you mentioned there that you have 
some trainers that are working for you. And you also have some, some um, trainers that are contracted. So from the trainers that are contracted, how does the gym make money from that? So basically uh, the independent trainers, they actually utilize my gym. It's like going to a barbershop and you have, they rent the chair out. So these highly qualified independent trainers, they have to be screened by me um, with all the checklists. Um, They actually pay a fee um, to use the facility. Outside of that, uh, some of probably half of their clients become members. So it's a two for part, you know, so uh, that's, that's the direction where we're getting revenue from there. The other part is my in-house training. So yep. it's uh, basically, I start to tier a little higher with them. So um, kind of keep them motivated, allow them to make revenue, but we're making revenue too. So we do a split. We kind of backwards. Most gyms do a, a 40-60 split, you know, depending on the trainer usually will get 40% and then the gym would get 60%. I just turned it around. So the trainer gets 60, you guys get 40. Right. But these are highly qualified trainers and we cap our, our packages to the point where they're happy. We're happy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. Um, okay. So with the, the contractors, for example, if I was a trainer within your facility and I had 60 clients that I was training, that's crazy, but say I had 60 (laughs) clients and the trainer next to me only had like 12. Are we paying the same amount for rent or how does that work? Everybody pays the same amount. So technically like you could have a, a, a trainer that's like balling in your facility making six figures, but the gym doesn't make anything extra from that. Um, and well, actually we do. So half of those, half of those members if let's just say if he has 60 clients half of right now, currently half of those members actually bought memberships based on them being here. So they can't train with the trainer without them being here. So right. if the trainer is not here, they become part of the community. Um, so what they're going to do is they're going to get a membership regardless of them right up under that trainer. So probably half of their clients get memberships anyway. They don't have to, but they do anyway. Is there a reason why you don't make the like the people that they're training have a membership too? Actually, I find that uh, well because the the trainer, the independent trainer, is paying a fee, you know, for the entire month, and um, pretty much uh, we allow them to train with their clients only. But if they train outside of that, then they will have to get a membership, and that's what it boiled down to. Um, but that's about to change too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how I look at it is, of course, like we want to help a ton of people, and yeah. if our trainers are if our trainers are doing really well, that that says a lot about our business. But also, at the end of the day, we want the business to be really successful. The more money we're making in the business, the more money that we can put back into the business, right? So if we're charging a membership fee, like, hey, you want to come train with one of our trainers? No problem. Just pay the membership fee monthly, and then whatever the trainer charges and then also it helps with that accountability factor if they're paying for a gym membership they're going to come on the days that they're not working out with their trainer Mm -hmm. because they're paying for it and who doesn't want to pay for some who wants to pay for something that they're not using so there's a couple pieces to that but for the business it's really good so that's why i asked right Um, and and then once they're here uh once they're here in the environment or when they're with the trainer it's like it's a this community is a welcoming environment so they 
they prefer to be here a little bit more. So even they'll be here more than the trainer at times. Yeah. So no, uh, that's the whole strategy is allowing them to be part of the community, part of the gym community. Optimal. Yeah, I get it. And I think that it's cool too. Like if I was taking, if I was personal training at your facility, like I would be the type of person who would still want to come and take like one of the group classes, like on a night that I wasn't training. And I know like in my facility, it's the same thing. Like our clients who are doing PT, they still come into the, like, a couple mm-hmm. of classes a week, just because they want to one, like you said, be a part of that community and two, like supplement their personal training. Cause most people aren't taking a personal training session five times a week or whatever, right? And then you're right about that, Brooke, because uh, even with the boxing classes and the uh, some of the other boot camp classes, uh, we find that a lot of the independent trainers, clients, they actually trickle in to sign up to those other classes. Yep. So are the group classes included in the monthly membership or is that an additional charge? That's an additional charge. Okay. So walk me through the different memberships here. So basically we have a gym membership, okay? Um, and then we also have uh, a, a um, it's almost like an a la carte. You got the basic gym membership and then you have the, the, uh, the boxing unlimited membership. So if you wanna box how many times you want with the way it's on a schedule, then you can, t- you can come into those classes at any time you want. Um, you have to sign up of course first, uh, first come first serve. Then we also have our, uh, uh, strength and conditioning one-on-one classes. So by schedule, that's also another price uh, point there. So what they do is they sign up and you can come to those classes as many times as you want, but based on schedule. Okay. Okay. Got it. So really like you kind of have to choose whatever level that you want to be on. Like if I wanted to do boxing, but I also wanted to take strength and conditioning like, how would that work? Would I have a well? Well, there, there, yeah. So there's, there's, uh, and the way it works with that, uh, some one of like there's a few of our boxing uh, trainers. They actually do the boxing and some of just the strength training as well. Some of, and it's a, it's a categorized class. You want boxing on this day, you're just getting boxing. If you want boxing and strength training on this day, you're getting both. Okay, got it. Okay, and then the strength training one on one is just strength training just by itself. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I get it now. Um, that definitely kind of helps me understand like what the memberships look like. And I like that you have kind of that tiered membership, right? That way it allows you guys to help the client find the perfect spot for them. Um, mm-hmm. the perfect place that they can be to help them reach their goals and get the experience that they want out of the, the gym. So let's talk a little bit now about the members. How many members do you guys have in the facility as things currently stand? So currently right now, we're, I think we're around 300 mark, around 300 and right at around 300. Okay. And 300 members, is that a place, Roger, where you guys are feeling pretty comfortable or are you in a position to hit the gas and take on more members? Well, at the peak hours, it does get pretty busy in here <laughs> with everything going on. Um, we're probably going to uh, just kind of going into this new year of 2023, we're going we're gonna to hit the gas a little bit more. And then they kind of just see where we're at from that point. The idea is um, once 2023 hits, the idea is probably to reevaluate where we're at. And once we hit that number, I have a set number where I see what we should be at. We may uh, decide to open up another location. Yeah. So general like kind of rule of thumb that they have in the industry is like we could have, are you 24 seven? 
We're not 24-7. We are five, well, uh, well, it says 5.30 a.m., but it's usually 5 a.m. now, uh, 5 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Friday, and 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. on Saturday and Sunday. Okay, so still a lot of hours of availability there. But yeah. anyways, um, you know, typically what they say in the industry is like 100 members per 1,000 square feet of usable space. So mm-hmm. you have 10,000 square feet, but I would assume probably not 10,000 usable, right? It is not usable. Uh, some of that's not usable. Uh, we have the the, uh, the locker rooms and the trainer's office, and, you know, we have a lounge area for the trainers. Um, so uh, to correct that, it's not a fully worked 10,000 square feet. Yeah, so it's not used. It's not all usable. But anyway, um, you're, you're at 300, 320 now. Would it be realistic for you to take on, like, a couple hundred more members? Um. To be honest, in a perfect world, uh, I would probably do some restructuring uh, going into the new year. Of, of you don't want to, you don't want to have the place too crowded. You want everybody to have that wonderful experience. So there's going to be a, another time where we're going to have to increase our member. Yeah, and there's a lot of membership membership uh, price point for the membership. Uh, like increase your prices a little yes. bit. Like, yeah. Yeah. Growth doesn't always have to mean like, hey, let's take on a bunch more members. Do Could you handle more? Of course. But that isn't the only way to grow and scale. Um, but let's talk about it a little bit. You know, you have 300-ish members right now. How, how are you finding them? Where are people hearing about you guys? Um, it's a good question. So uh, word of mouth is a huge thing in this area. Um, we've been doing a lot of the social media stuff. Um, with the posting and boosting. Um, so we've been capturing a lot of those members from there. Um, but believe it or not, the biggest thing has been the Google business. So uh, in this area, I find that many people are really homing on what gyms are in the area for what we have to offer. So let's just say if we have uh, five to six uh, Google if we have, if, if we have, if somebody's looking at us through a Google review, we may have to get six people calling in. Three people may come in. We may sign up two people. Okay. So yeah. at Google, the reviews are, the reviews are very important. <laughs> they, yeah, that's no, what's been no. helping us out a lot. For sure. I mean, in any business today, like just the way that the world is now, like people will Google something before they go. They check the reviews. They make sure the place sounds good. Then they go to the Instagram page and they look at the Instagram and make sure they could picture themselves in that situation before they ever reach out and come in. They've done all of the the background work there. Um, And so if somebody is looking to find you, if they're looking up gyms near me, they're going to find you. They're going to see those awesome reviews. And of course, that helps get people in the front door and has been really beneficial for us as well. You yeah. also mentioned um, word of mouth being huge. And you said in our area, word of mouth is huge. And no matter who I talk to in this business, everybody loves word of mouth because it's free, right? Yes. Um, and who doesn't love free? I know like as humans, we just gravitate toward free stuff. However, when we look at word of mouth, though it's great, it's hard to project. We can't say, hey, this month we're going to welcome in 12 new clients through word of mouth because we mm-hmm. don't know 
how people are going to talk about this. We don't know how quickly the word is going to, to pass, right? Um, and so that's why I always like to say word of mouth should always be supplemented with something else. Um, you right. mentioned social media there briefly. Talk to me about your presence on social media. Has it been something that has really driven leads or is it kind of ebbs and, ebb and flowing? Yeah, it's, it kind of flows. You know, uh, it all depends on what time of the month it is um, based on if it's the summer. Um, but, you know, it, it does, it does it, it's like a waving thing right now. So I find that it takes a lot of time to continue to post and it, uh, it takes away from the time that I want to spend doing other things. I know it is necessary. Um, I know it does help in people for asking, Roger, you need to post more. You know, so when they say post more, I didn't know at, at one point that that's what people wanted to see. So I'm getting back into posting more. It does help. And I know it may target one, someone's, uh, one, someone's mind of saying, you know what? Um, they inspired me today by posting that one topic or that one video. Um, it has helped. Um, I just find that it does a lot of this. Yeah. No, for sure. And I would say, I mean, just based upon our conversation so far, you definitely seem like the fitness guy who knows what he's doing in that department. But when it comes to the advertising on Facebook, Instagram, tech stuff, you're probably not an expert and I'm not either. And that's okay. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> hey, I'm not, I'm not trying to claim that, but uh, it's small things that you can do by doing the social media boost. Like I do Absolutely. do the boosting on Facebook and Instagram mm -hmm. and I find that does help. Um, it's free marketing. You have to put a lot of money into it. Um, I've done that before where I've invested in a marketing group uh, company and you invest that money, you give them that money. And it's like, what did you guys do for me today? I, there are certain things that I've been doing that, right. you know. <laughs> That's tough. That's a you, really you, learn, you learn as you go. You learn as you go. That's a good point. I haven't talked about that in a while. Like somebody who's like gone with a marketing company and we all live in like an area like I mean, I know that I've had several marketing agencies come to me, like from the Orlando area, wanting to us to do business together. And I've been burned in that experience, right? You do yes. marketing with somebody who knows nothing about the fitness business. Maybe they have marketed for chiropractic offices or restaurants, whatever stores, but marketing for the fitness business is so totally different. And we have to think about things as like, okay, what's going to motivate somebody to actually click on that ad and come in and sign up to the gym. People are not motivated to go work oh. out. Like when we, you know, for most people, um, if they see like an ad for like a big juicy steak on their Facebook, like they're motivated to go try the restaurant, <laughs> but not motivated to come into a gym if they see a picture of somebody working out. So we have to approach exactly. things really, really differently um, when it comes to marketing. Personally, social media has been huge for me. And I do know that that is the number one way to grow your business in today's world. We're so digital. Um, you mentioned boosting. Have you guys ever ran an ad campaign on Facebook, which is like a little bit different than boosting? Yes, I did the ad campaign. And uh, I found that that's helped out a lot too, especially depending on what we're talking about. Like if, yeah. if we're posting a challenge, and there's an incentive within that challenge. Um, I find that, like you said, going back to something that's free and people like challenges, um, I find that, that people gravitate towards that. So that's been getting, getting us some good leads as well. Yeah, I mean, anything that we can like 
put out there that's going to grab somebody's attention and people like if they see something like free challenge they're like ooh challenge like what am i going to get out of this well you're going to get results and mm. most people that's what motivates them to go work out at the gym is they want to see results they want to have that six pack or maybe they just want to lose five pounds yeah. or gain the muscle that they feel like they need um results sell and results also pull people in so if we can yeah. utilize those as leverage that's always great um but i want to make sure we can kind of touch on a couple other things here before we run out of time the next question that i have for you is like what would you consider to be your biggest business related challenge and what are you guys actively doing to kind of overcome that um i think the well i guess every business has a challenge um I guess uh, getting more independent trainers in. Um, so I'm trying to draw the attention of more independent trainers who are wanting to explore and want to go off on their own. So I'm trying to work on some incentives and getting these individuals in and putting the eyes on optimal. Um, there's a lot of trainers out there who are willing to do that, but uh, they're nervous. So I'm trying to put in a, uh, a system in place so that they feel welcome and it's an easy transition if they decide to do it. So, yeah. I, so are your current trainers that you have in the facility, both the employees and the contractors, are their schedules already like completely full? Is that why it's like a huge focus for you to find more trainers or? Well, I just, I just find that getting more independent trainers um, based on the numbers, there's a certain number I'm looking for. Let's just say if I have, two more independent trainers that'll put me in a in a number in a category where the gym is at us at a, at a position where it's doing fairly well um because sometimes going back to members you know you don't want to get a whole bunch of members so if i have one independent trainer versus 10 members i'm good with that <laughs> okay okay yeah i understand what you're saying there um, and in this industry, like today, no matter who you are, like, it feels like the hardest, one of the hardest things for many gym owners is just finding those people that are like motivated to come work for us. And I like how you said you're putting a focus on what can I do to incentivize these people? Because I think that that's where a lot of the challenge comes. Like business owners are running a gym. They want people to come train for them, but they're really not offering anything to the trainer. Mm-hmm. And if we're not offering them a juicy like opportunity, like why would they choose to come to us? Right. Um, I think that's a huge reason why there's a lot of churn when it comes to employees in this industry. Cause like, if they're not getting an opportunity to grow in their career, they're going to go elsewhere. Right. right. Uh, and so um, I like, I'm sorry. Another thing too, that, uh, you know, I wanted to touch on is we, we do have a relationship with several of the universities here. We do, um, interns. We have interns that come in and um, there's there's a lot of those in the, in the area that we kind of bring in and we allow to, we, we help grow them. So a lot of that atten- attention has been on the optimal uh, training facility. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you kind of a loaded question here. All right. So take it as you will. You can run with it if you want. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> If I can hand you a magic wand, all your dreams, all your goals for optimum sports and fitness came true. You reached them all. There's no limitations. Finances aren't holding you back. Space isn't holding you back. Um, what would the, the future look like? What are like? What would you use that magic wand for? Well, um, 
That's a, that's definitely a loaded question. Um, I guess uh, just, I guess more importantly is just that that financial stability, where uh, you can do more things in life. You know, because you do you put you put a lot of work in building the gym, and it's like nonstop. You know, some people don't understand the hours that you put into it, and you were some at. My when you bring that question up and you pose that question, that that to me, my thing is. Uh, we're grown. We're, we're at this point where we've got a lot of growth. The gym is running on all cylinders and bringing somebody else in to manage it and possibly opening up another location or basically even franchise. Yep. Um, so just taking a step back and then moving on to the next, you know? Yeah. Um, what do you feel like you need to focus on Roger like right now to make that not a magic one but a reality because I do think that it's a realistic goal it's not something that's like far-fetched and you're never going to achieve it so what would you say you have to focus on you know over the next few months years to make this happen um just gotta grind it out you know I mean uh the pace that we're going right now uh, we're getting a lot of traction right here I think just stick to my basics, stick to my niches, and uh, just being true to myself on who I am. Um, my personality draws, it, it actually allows the gym to grow. So I just think just continuously doing what I'm doing, probably start building, having more of a relationship with a lot of these uh, chiropractors in the area. Uh, we've been doing that, and I find that the communication going back and forth is a cross-marketing between the two. So with that, I think all that stuff that we talked about in the beginning, we should be okay. I feel like we're, yeah. we're going to be okay. Um, yeah, for sure. You can, you, can feel, you can feel the growth happening. It, you can feel it happening. Yeah. You know, you can see it. And something that like really helps too is just like your growth mindedness and the fact that it sounds like, you know, you're willing to grow and evolve and try things and listen to things to help you become better at what you do. Like you're already doing great, but why not more? And I think like that um, mindset of like, why not more is going to carry you down the road. Well, you never can be content in this business. And I always feel like I'm behind. Somebody else may say, oh, man, you're doing very well, but I can't, I, you never can settle because today, this month has been well for us. This year has been well, but maybe next month and next year may not. So that's how I treat it. I just say, you got more work. To yeah, we have, no. we have to impact more people. We have to draw more attention. To Definitely. Last question here. What word of advice would you offer to somebody who was new to gym ownership? Um, just don't, uh, just be yourself, um, have your vision. Um, don't be afraid to do different things. Um, find your niche, um, and just know your passion when you, when you find your niche, but don't be, don't, do not be afraid to try different things because in the beginning, you're going to be, get, you're going to find yourself discouraged. Um, but if you got a good supporting cash around you, like, uh, your clients, your members, community um those are the individuals that are to help you build but do not be afraid to try new things that's really important um this business is not like linear what works for me in my facility it's not going to work for you in your facility it's just a matter of you know trying different things maybe it's something that you've never seen done before but try it because who knows if it will stick in your area or not 
Um, so I, I love that. And um, success doesn't look the same. So success to you might look different than success for me, but um, just kind of keeping our eyes on what we have going on and constantly trying to make that be better rather than compare to others. I love it. Um, what's the social media? What's the Instagram or the Facebook? Where can our listeners go to follow along for your journey? Yeah, so feel free to, uh, and for all the listeners, reach out to us through www.optimumsnf.com. Uh, um, you can go to Instagram, um, uh, Optimum Sports and Fitness. We're also on Facebook, Optimum Sports and Fitness. Um, yeah, so those are those are our areas. If you're if you're in the Chantilly area, and if you're traveling, passing by, and if you need a community home, uh, good environment, uh, and just great individuals that will increase your ability to train even further and challenge yourself, come to Optimal Sports and Fitness. You welcome uh-huh. everybody. Thank you so much for your insight today. Um, It was a pleasure, like really learning and hearing from your story. And then listeners, we thank you guys for tuning in as well. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, please hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description. We'll be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Travis with Arctic iron in alaska travis what's going on man happy friday junior over here <laughs> how Thank you doing you so man? much good good yourself not bad not bad <clears throat> travis look we are excited to have you on here today and i think we're definitely ready to dive into the nitty-gritty of what you have going on with arctic iron here but first we want to give you uh the floor here and give the, the viewers a little perspective right in your words here travis how do you describe arctic iron and what you guys do so Arctic Iron is basically a boutique style gym. Um, I primarily only do one-on-one training. Uh, I have basically all state-of-the-art equipment that you need for just functional training. Uh, I got kind of tired of, in a sense, commercialized gyms just sticking around with everything to do with like cables, stationary machines. Just, you know, I get the plate-loaded stuff. But at the end of the day, you're working eight hours a day. You're sitting down. Why go to the gym and sit down for another hour or two 
and work out. So my big philosophy is just get people in, get them moving efficiently and effectively. So nothing yeah. I have is going to be there for you to sit down and push some weight. I'm going to have you moving. I'm going to have you lifting weight. It's just traditional functional training at its finest. There we go. There we go. Yeah, that's awesome. And so I appreciate the explanation there, Travis. So we'll dive right into it here. I mean, how many members are you serving currently? So right now I got about 50. Um, mainly just because, like I said, I am just strictly one-on-one. So I'm doing about anywhere to 10 to 14 sessions a day. Sounds like gotcha. a lot, but I'm a grinder at the end of the day. I mean, <laughs> I, I've been doing this for about 10 years now and my, my workflow, my philosophy hasn't changed one bit since yeah. the first day I became a trainer. I, I was about to grind. I mean, I started just taking clients at 5.00 AM all the way up to 7.00 PM. I mean, you want to yeah. come and work out at 2 a.m i'll be there for you I that's mean, awesome I, I i just love what i do honestly yeah and i will say this travis i mean i think it's it's great that you haven't lost sight of of what your your i guess your mindset your outlook on this business was from when you started and i think that's that's amazing a lot of people lose sight of, of putting the clients first prioritizing clients their needs their wants for profit and i and look right. don't get me wrong we're we don't hate money and we need money to stay open. But exactly. I mean, truth be told, if you don't put the clients at the forefront, the profit won't follow, right? You, you, you can't, you can't look at like a number sign. I mean, a doctor, I'm sorry. So, um, and I, I appreciate the, the authenticity there. So, um, and, and so now let me ask you this too. I mean, Travis, how, how, I mean, at 50, I know like I was a trainer myself. I know getting to 20 and 30 was even a feat in itself and it's difficult, but how have you gotten to that 50 mark? What's worked well for you to get people through the door? Honestly, the, the biggest thing, I'm a big people person. I mean, I'll even first to admit, I don't do hardly any social media, even in this day and age. It's not my thing. So I'm a big organic kind of person. When I first opened my doors, I started just going to businesses around me. I would literally walk through that door, introduce myself to the first person I saw, just told them what I do, how I serve people. and just kind of asked if they wanted a free workout. I'd get a lot of yeses, got a lot of no's, and then I'd just go to the next business, do the same thing. Yeah. I did that probably for a good maybe six months straight. And then kind of by the grace of God, um, a lot of my previous clients that I've worked with at some of my other gyms started reaching out to me and just kind of jumped on board. And then word of mouth kind of just took over after that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's awesome. I think uh, the fact that you can understand it's a volume game, number one, right? Yep. Volume will always beat luck, right? You people say, oh, I want to get lucky. This, I mean, look, if you do it enough times, you're going to get enough yeses where it's going to beat the nose, right? Um, and I think that's great. I mean, the guerrilla marketing, I mean, look, that's, that's the nitty gritty stuff that sometimes you have to do, you know, at mm -hmm. least in the beginning, right? And I think, as you said, right, over time, it's just like, Think about the car sales industry. Yes. You're there long enough. You're going to have clients where you don't have to make any calls. You don't have to do anything. It's going to come. Yeah, exactly. The, the, so, the product's going to sell itself. Exactly. Exactly. Which is what you're at now. And so now kind of curious here too, Travis, I mean, like you're at 50, but I mean, hypothetically, if leads, clients, all these things were unlimited here. I mean, how much higher can you go than 50? Ultimately, when I started this, the goal number that popped in my head was 150. 
And now with that being said, obviously I can't train 150 people by myself, even if I start incorporating groups. So kind of the way I've been working it is I started mentoring trainers. Um, when I got into this, I started a commercialized gym. I got zero training whatsoever. I got certified and they instantly were like, up, here's a client. And I'm like, what exactly (laughs) you want me to do with this person? Like they gave me zero training at all. And I mean, luckily my people skills paid off, but I started to reflect like, I think a reason a lot of these trainers kind of fail and become flash in the pants is because they don't get any training. They don't get any advice from people who've been in the trenches, who've been doing this for a long time. So now I was like, well, I got a perfect spot for this. And so now I just started mentoring trainers. And right now I just brought on about three other trainers. So I just hope they could kind of pick up the workload that, you know, I want. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think it's, 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 it's inevitable where you're going to hit that, that mark where you cannot be a one man team anymore. And it's eventual where, yeah, if you can get them to, to what you are, right. If you're mentoring them directly, they're going to feel that conviction. Right. And then you're going to instill it into them. Right. Cause they believe in the system. They believe in the process. They believe in themselves. And then to be able to handle the clientele and feel confident doing so is one of the biggest things. And, and they'll never forget that. Right. It's a stepping stone, no matter what. I I mean, just like yourself, right? You stepped out to in your own space and eventually you kind of understand that they, yeah, maybe they will go to their own, right? Because it's scary to go out on your own as a, as a PT. But I mean, hey, if you do it right and they get confident enough, I mean, you do it the right way, you got to make sure there's a good relationship so they don't they don't take any clients with them. Yeah. Oh, again, no, exactly. You know, but um, yeah. I, I think that's awesome there, Travis. I think that, that's great, man. And so um, now I know, not, not, we'll take out the the, the idea of the, the trainers here. I want to ask you particularly. So, mm-hmm. Um, you know, when, as a one man team here, I think, how have you been able to manage these numbers? I mean, like 50 people is a lot. How do you track that? How do you know where somebody is on their fitness journey? If they just started, if they're canceling, how do you know those metrics? Oh, so, uh, when I first started, my big thing was exactly, I want something to take a lot of that workload off for me. So I started doing a lot of shopping around. Um, I've been using Glowfox. I'm sure a lot of people have heard them. I mean, they're one of the biggest gym management softwares out there. And they've helped me a lot with just my analytical side. Um, yeah. I, I am definitely not a big, uh, like, organized person, let's put it that way. I live in the chaos. And so they've helped me tremendously with their tools of just keeping track of signups, cancellations, scheduling all my bookkeeping, they've just helped me kind of stay on top of it, which honestly has been the biggest blessing because if I tried to do it myself, uh, it would have been in shambles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I understand. I mean, I think one of the biggest things that fitness professionals lose sight of, right, is yeah. <laughs> it's like we track our macros, how much weight is on the bar, how much we weigh our body fat. But then when it comes to metrics, sometimes we're like, oh, I don't know. I think I have like 30 clients and they just don't know. Right. So. I yep. think it's great that you're actually even taking initiative there. So mm-hmm. awesome stuff, Travis. I'm going to ask a little bit of a longer winded question here, but a good question itself, right? So if you need me to repeat anything, by all yep. means, let me know, but um, bear with me on this explanation. Here. So, uh, in the fitness and gym industry, there's about three pillars of business we use pretty predominantly, right? It's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, your acquisition, which is your sales, and then your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, 
but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So Travis, of those three, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Honestly, it would probably be the marketing. Because like I said, I'm a very organic gorilla style with when it comes to marketing. But there again, that's very time intensive. And then also, once you've kind of gotten nose at a certain spot, it's like, okay, well, now you're just going to start getting a smaller and smaller bubble to reach out to. And so, I mean, that's where I definitely admit where I need to jump into the online market, just because it's a better way to hit a broader scale of like who I am, yeah. what my product is, and how I serve people. And Ultimately, like I hope here by probably the first of the year, I can start diving into that. But right now, I mean, especially with already doing 50, I'm like, do I really need to start pushing on the marketing scheme? But at the end of the day, you know, you got to stay relevant. You got to stay relatable. So even though I can't take clients, I still got to push my name out there. I still got to push my service and my product just because if I do get one or two clients to start falling off, I'm already sitting back there like, oh man, how am I going to generate, you know, three, four extra clients, let alone 12, 15 extra leads. Yeah. No, that, that, that's just hundred percent true. And I think like, number one, I appreciate the honesty and transparency. Let me say that, let me say that Travis, I appreciate the honesty and transparency just because I think a lot of, a lot of the viewers would see 50 clients and be like, oh wow, like he's doing it, right? He got it made. But I think when you can still admit, put the success to the side and still think like, hey, I can still improve in certain places. I think it's a perspective shift for a lot of the viewers. So right. thank you for that, Travis. And, um, you know, I, I think, honestly, I'll be transparent too here. I mean, look, you didn't start this business to be a marketing professional. You started to be a fitness professional. So right. I think it's okay that, you know, you're not the savviest there, but it's not like you can't improve. Just like you became a great trainer and a great exactly. business owner. You can always exactly. exactly. So for the viewers' perspective as well, I think I think we all can understand like, hey, progress is inevitable, and as long as you try, yeah, it's it, gonna come. One hundred percent. I love that. I love that, Travis. And last two questions for you here. My two favorite questions here, Travis. What's the bigger picture for you, man? I mean, what are you trying to accomplish long term here? Long term, like, I mean, where I live, we only got about. 30,000 people might sound like a lot. Also, yeah. it's very little. And there's a lot of big box gyms around here. And I kind of just want to stand amongst them being one of the only places that serves personal training. I mean, we're all kind of aware that right now, like one-on-one style in-person training is so kind of on the downhill. It's a flash in the pan. Everyone's trying to do this online training hit, you know, two, three, 400 clients, but there's not a lot of just intimacy, a lot of just human interaction in on that. And that's what I really want to cater towards. That's what I want to focus on. And like I said, that's what I just want to bring forth to people is I want to be able to compete with big box gyms just as a personal trainer, because I truly don't think there's a whole lot of people doing that. Travis, that was a mic drop of an answer, man. But I got one more question for you, brother. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a good way to close it out. But I can't, I can't leave this question out here, man. I, I've got an even better question for you. And I think I'm curious to see your answer here now, man. So, uh, Travis, man, if you can go back in time here to when you first started the gym, uh, sit yourself down and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started. 
what would that advice be for you? Man, just, oh, that's, that's a solid one. Honestly, uh, it, it would just be stay yourself, stay true to it. I mean, ultimately, when I got into this game, I, I never thought it would gone as far as it did. I, I mean, when I, my first job, I worked construction for like 13 years. I had no intention of being in the fitness industry at all. I even hated working out. And it started becoming like just a release for me. And more and more, it started becoming more and more of a passion. I started finding a lot of just enjoyment in life from working out. And I'm like, man, more people need to see this. More people, do they feel what I feel when I'm in the gym, when I work out? And I started noticing, no, a lot of people actually hate this. They feel like it's a chore. They don't like to push themselves. And it's like, that needs to change. Someone needs to be there for them to show them, man, this is fun. This can be actually enjoyable. Once you start working out, so many things in your life start coming together. And once I started to see that, that's when I started taking the gym seriously, training people seriously, and I just went all in on it. And I mean, honestly, that's what my biggest advice would be to myself is like fully commit, just take yourself seriously and just fully commit to like what you want to achieve. There you go. That was, and I don't know if that was even a bigger bike drop there, man. If I could throw <laughs> this thing on the floor right here, I would, man. I'll tell you that. But like, it is a good place to wrap things up on this episode here, Travis. Uh, but, you know, before we sign out, I mean, please shout out your Instagram, Facebook, website, anything you may have. Where can people find out more about you and the facility? So my Instagram is Arctic Iron AK. And then my personal is Maholland underscore fitness. Um, like I said, I don't do a whole lot on there, but there are some great stories I have with my clients. I love to share. There's some cool lifts in there. I mean, I'm just a quiet guy who's super passionate about fitness, who just wants to kind of change one person's life at a time. And so that's, that's what I'm here for. There we go. There we go, Travis. I absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast, man. And we look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. If you don't mind sticking around for like two seconds here, I'll let you know how you get the podcast. Just yeah, sign everybody else out over here, okay? Sweet. Awesome. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in, join us and talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.